And we're live. Daily Football Report, episode 13, the coaching carousel. Going over the Broncos, the Colts, the Buccaneers, the Texans jobs, all these jobs. Let's see where the coaches go. For how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful, my man. I am excited to talk some coaching and, uh, you know, a little coaching carousel episode, if you will, man. Are you are you uh, you studied up, man? Do you have your picks on where you think these coaches are going to go? Absolutely. I studied up, man. By the way, growing up as a kid, man, did you ever uh, go on the carousel or as I used to call it, the merry-go-round on the carnival as a kid? Oh, absolutely, man. Yes. Wow. Well, that makes one of us, man. I was a little too busy missing free throws on the crooked rims, right? You remember those games? Hey, man, you set me up there on the carousel. (laughs) But no, uh, yes, I do remember those. Absolutely, man. Yes. So looking forward to today. We're going over uh, quite a few coaching positions. But first and foremost, our TikTok, thanks to four, is finally up and running. We're going to start getting out some uh, shorter segments, just a couple of clips from our actual podcast and some bonus audio clips as well. Right. So which we kind of will end up using TikTok and YouTube as an overtime segment. Right. Four, what do you think? Yeah, so definitely follow us on TikTok at Four Scene Sports. Um, it's going to have all of the daily football report content that you love, um, and it also if you need to get a recap of an episode um, and don't have the the forty five minutes or an hour, you go on there. We're going to post some of our best clips of the day every day. So definitely check in on there. Yes. Should we just go right into the daily question first? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, we kind of like to start this segment off with, uh, you know, as many topics as, as the NFL has for the day. And today's been a very quiet day in the NFL, man. I, I don't know if you've been uh, trying to stock Twitter and see uh, see anything coming up, man, but I have not seen anything. What about you? I have not seen anything either, but I'm also not in the secret channels, man, that you're in, right? So I know you, you and your Buccaneers, man, you broke the news first with Byron uh, Byron Leftwich. So, man, I'll let you ask this next question. Absolutely, man. So I wanted to start the day off here asking, should Todd Bowles remain head coach in Tampa following an 8-9 and season? I ask this because, man, it was an absolutely rough season as a fan to watch our offense regressed, our defense regressed, and we've gone ahead and let go of Byron Leftwich, our offensive coordinator. We made a ton of coaching changes over the last 24 hours. I believe we had nine coaches depart the team. I got to ask, man, in your opinion, should Todd Bowles remain the head coach in Tampa Bay? Would you like him to captain your ship or would I want him to captain the ship? Absolutely not, man. Look, he took the ship the wrong direction this season. All right, plain and simple. Yeah, we can blame the offense. We can blame multiple areas. But just ultimately, he had a losing record, first round exit, not going to cut it. What do you think? Yeah, man, I... I'm trying to think of a way that I could potentially angle to keep him. But look, he was part of the Bruce Arians regime. regime, And at the end of the day, he and Byron were tied at the hip in a sense, right? They They were brought in together. They were, you know, his guys. And I don't understand how... You know, you can look at that offense and say, yeah, it definitely regressed because it did. But, man, if that defense didn't underwhelm as well, I don't get it. 
and that's supposed to be his specialty. So, you know, I really, really hope that this is just smoke and mirrors and maybe the Buccaneers are waiting to uh, go after somebody or see if somebody's available. But I think a complete coaching rebuild is needed in Tampa. All right. Yeah, I definitely think a complete rebuild in general. This roster's done for. I think they're old. Yeah, they have a few pieces, but ultimately, kind of got to shake the uh, shake the shit, man. I think we need some new shipmen coming in. Wow, man. Look, I, I got to completely disagree with you on there. I don't want any of my words to get interpreted uh, on this podcast, especially with the Buccaneer uh, listeners that we have, Buccaneer fan listeners. No way. This roster is too dang good to be losing nine games in a season. Best defensive tackle in football, Vita Vea. You've got two of the best linebackers in football in Levante David, Devin White. You've got a solid secondary with young stars like Antoine Winfield Jr. Brother, you want me to talk about the offensive side of the ball too? Because let me tell you, when you got big Mike Evans over there, number 13, the best receiver in football today, Mr. Consistent himself. No, I can't. I can't even begin to talk about a rebuild with this team, let alone Chris Godwin, our rushing attack. And, hey, let's bring in a great QB that knows how to throw the ball because we all know that isn't Tom Brady at this moment. All right. I almost want to apologize to the listeners because I felt like I I kind of pricked him where it hurt. And you can tell, you know, these Buccaneers, they're very upset about not being in this weekend's games. But the fact of the matter is they're out. Right. Hey, man, I'm still hurting. All right. Maybe I overreacted a little bit there, but uh, a little emotional, man. I I still feel like I have a game scheduled for Sunday at 4 p.m. So I'm a little upset, man. It's all good for it's all good for for those of you that might be wondering. Yeah, he actually does treat servers and waitresses and waiters much better than he treats me on this podcast. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's good to see. Good to hear. Right. They also don't prick him about the Buccaneers. But lo and behold, let's jump into the coaching carousel. I think the first position I want to discuss in alphabetical order, I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. Coach Cliff Kingsbury, I believe it's day seven or day six, something along those lines, of him chilling out in the island on the Thailand, uh, in Thailand. And he's having a great time. And it looks like Arizona's got a coaching position. Four, give me your pick. Yeah, so when looking at the uh, – the, what the Cardinals need, you know, they need leadership. They need a proven name. They can't go ahead and go get a young college coach. They just can't, they can't do it. Um, you know, they had the Cliff Kingsbury thing. They've, they've kind of had the, the Wilkes thing from beforehand. It just has not worked out for them. I think I have the guy that's going to be able to write the ship for the Arizona Cardinals. And that man is Frank Reich, former Colts head coach, he is a well-respected coach who is a proven winner in this league. He may not have been able to get it done at the, in it during his run with the Colts, but you got to look at the factors that he had and who he was dealing with. I mean, he was able to win with Carson Wentz, right? So I've got to go out here, man, you know, say the Cardinals. And, and, and another reason I actually really like this fit for Frank Reich is the Cardinals once went this route. I don't know if you remember, but Bruce Arians from Indy, interim coach, he actually won coach of the year coming in to relieve uh, and take over um, in Indy. He went over to Arizona, and it worked out. I think they take Reich here and bring a man into the room, 
instead of the boy, Cliff Kingsbury. What do you think? Wow, that was a fantastic take. You know I like Coach Reich. And, uh, yeah, man, I think you kind of sold me on that. I can definitely see that happen. I can see him in that red. Uh, Do I think he can maybe tame Kyler Murray? Perhaps. But, I mean, Kyler Murray is going to beat his own drum. But as long as he's out on the field and he's producing, it should be fine. Yeah, that was a great take for it. I like that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I did put a lot of work into uh, trying to think about what would be the best fits overall, more so for the teams as opposed to, you know, a coordinator that's really impressed. I'm more so looking at what this team needs to be competitive week one of the 2023 start season. So, man, uh, yeah, get, hit me with yours, man. I want to know what's fixing Kyler Murray, what's fixing this team in your in your mind? Yes, there's one thing we know about Kyler Murray is he does not like defenders hitting him in the mouth. Now, what about what? If I swear, you? I'm sorry to cut you off, but I yes. swear you said one thing we know about Kyler Murray. It, look, we know he doesn't like being hit, but we also know he loves Call of Duty. Am I right? <laughs> he definitely loves his video games. Yes, yes, he does. But one thing I will add is. I think he's kind of got a a fear of linebackers. I think he's got a fear of defensive players. So why don't we get a defensive player as his head coach, as his captain of his ship, a linebacker that was a top-tier linebacker during his playing days? D'Amico Ryan's currently the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Let's get him, send him down to Arizona. I think that could definitely be a great fit. He goes to a division rival. He's a competitive guy with a lot of pride. He would welcome the challenge. And an example I've got is Coach Kirby Smart, the back-to-back champion for Georgia. He actually played linebacker for Georgia as well. So I think we're starting to see something here where the linebackers are the quarterbacks of the defense. I like D'Amico Ryan's head coach, Arizona. That is a fantastic fake, Goggin. I think you look at it. Arizona in that NFC West, a very tough, tough division, a lot of defense played, you know, him coming there would help that right away. I mean, he would add an identity of toughness that Arizona has lacked for many years. They've been the finesse, flashy, gimmick offensive team with Kyler running around. You go ahead and you get Ryan's over there and it's going to completely change the identity of that team. Agreed. Agreed. Would you like to transition us into the next coaching position? Absolutely. So going in alphabetical order here, we have the Carolina Panthers. Now, we know that Steve Wilkes is still technically the interim coach. They haven't relieved him of his duties, Um, but it is definitely uh, they're definitely not shying away from the fact that they are interviewing a mass amount of candidates. So, Gagan, who do you see going to your former beloved Carolina Panthers? Yes, yes. You know, I've got to say, I see one candidate, and I'm glad that he's playing. You know, he's actually coaching this weekend. What about Coach Kellen Moore going to Carolina from one shade of blue to a lighter shade of blue, going from Dallas to to Charlotte, all right? So the division, it's wide open, all right? He would be able to actually build on the momentum that Carolina had towards the end of the season after the McCaffrey trade. All right, so I like this a lot, man. I think he can definitely take the helm there and right the ship for Carolina. What about you? Ooh, man, I'm not sure about that take there. Uh, You know, with Moore, 
you kind of got a young offensive minded um, guy coming to town that to me, the, the worry I would have is it resembles too much of what they just had with rule in town. Right. So, you know, I, I, I do like where, what you're trying to get here and finding a guy that could be there for many years and ho- hopefully help them lead them to that division title. But I just don't see it, man. I went ahead with the Carolina Panthers. I actually selected Steve Wilkes, the current interim coach to keep the job. And the reason being he's a local guy, like, he loves that community. They love him. It's more than a job for Wilkes. He has made it clear he loves Carolina. And let's look at this season. He inherited an awful, awful team and almost stole the division this year. The players rallied behind him, and they believe in Steve Wilkes. He was able to finish – they were able to finish that year 6-6 six and six after he took over following a disastrous 1-4 and four start. He – had to move on from his quarterback in Mayfield. They traded their best player in McCaffrey, and he still got them just shy of a division title. I don't know what else Carolina could have asked for this year, but I think you've got to give it to Wilkes. All right. Very well said. I think you convinced me, actually. I can definitely see him staying and keeping the job. And you're right, that division was right there for the taking for them. So, yeah, well said. Well put. I like that. I I will just add something real quick to your point, though, man. Look, this is the second richest owner in the NFL we're talking about when we discuss Carolina Panther football. He is not here to have a interim coach remain a head coach. I truly believe that. He wants flash. He wants big names. He wants wants to shell out money to be able to bring in a guy that can bring a championship, you know, to Charlotte. So – I, I I like Wilkes. That's my pick. But I absolutely could see the Panthers taking or going after a Sean Payton or a Harbaugh or just a big name that's left out there, depending on where all the dominoes fall. Well, the other part is we have to we have to mention that the job just isn't as appealing as these big name coaches are. Right. Why would they go to Carolina? They're not. It's going to take a Kellen Moore or a Coach Wilkes. Right. Yeah, it's not it's not a job that man screams wow. Like look at Carolina, their draft pick not great in the sense of, you know, you're not getting that 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 top 5 pick. Look at look at the Texans, you know, even where all the pl- people would say that they're not um an attractive piece from a roster standpoint. They make up for it in draft picks, open money. Like they have a lot going for them. Car- uh you've got Carolina over here you know, with, with thankfully getting off that McCaffrey contract, but still, I mean, they, they definitely have their issues. I, I agree with you on that, that it's not as an attractive job as any of the other ones currently open, but money talks. And to quote the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, everybody has a price. And if he can find his guy, he'll open that checkbook. And I think he can make it happen. Fair enough. Well said. I think we're actually going to now transition Carolina all the way to the Rockies. Mile high, Denver. The Denver Broncos shockingly have a head coaching position available. Looks like Coach Hackett couldn't get it done. But who will? Who hey, hey, one could say Coach Hackett couldn't hack it. That, that's all. I just had to get that little reference in there. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Who you got, man? Who is your... 
Denver Broncos head coach? Well, man, look, if you're Denver and you're that Denver fan base, you need a winner and you need a proven winner at this point. This fan base is done with getting overhyped coordinators. They're done with getting guys that, man, they have a lot of potential or, wow, he's got that it factor. They're tired of six, seven, five win seasons. They're done with it. You need a winner. You need a proven commodity. Make it simple. It's either Harbaugh and you shell out all the cash in the world or it's Sean Payton. You need to fix Russ and you need a coach that can do it. You need to have somebody that's been to the playoffs consistently. And both of these men check those boxes. You have put too much into Denver, especially with that new ownership group that bought them. Uh, they're, they're not here to have a losing franchise. So I, I have it as either uh, Sean Payton or Harbaugh taking the job, man. What about you? Yes, maybe in a perfect world, that would be it. In a perfect world, Russell would have uh, won the Super Bowl this year, though, right? But that didn't happen. Hey, that is true. Look, it, it was, I, I guess, in my opinion, and I don't know if you'd back me up on this, but it was as opposite of a great season as you could have. I mean, this was as disastrous as it could be for Denver. Um, you know, you could add Russell get hurt. You could have had, you know, man, uh, the offense didn't work, but the defense was still there. No, this completely blew up in Denver's face. Russell's lost all value. And not only that, but Seattle looks like they just committed the biggest trade robbery uh, in, in two decades. I mean, it's not even close. So, yeah, man, I got to give you that one. Agreed. Agreed. But you know what? What if Russ could go back in time? Right. So obviously he can't go back to the Seattle days. But what if he brought an old coach from Seattle to Denver? What about a defensive guy he liked? What about Coach Dan Quinn? All right. Dan Quinn, believe it or not, he took the Atlanta Falcons all the way to the Super Bowl, got them a 25-point lead, and fell just short. But he got them there. All right. So what if he can get Russell going? How about Dan Quinn reuniting with Russell, reloading with Quinn? I think Quinn gets defense, and honestly, I think he'll make the right hire at the OC position as well. So I, I just feel like, you know what, he spent a couple of years under Coach Mike McCarthy as well. That should help him a lot. So yeah, Coach Dan Quinn, Denver. I get it, man. And look, it's not a flashy pick, but... It's one of those, man. Look, look at the list of of, of their last um, since 2015. Who who has been their head coach? Right, Gary Kubiak, Vance Joseph, which was a awful two year run. Uh, Vic Fangio, defensive guy, you know, really really hyped up. And uh, you had Hackett last year. I mean, let's just be honest. Like none of those names wow you. And Dan Quinn is a name that doesn't wow you either. When you think of Dan Quinn, you think of a blown lead in the Super Bowl. I, I just I don't see it the same way you do, man. There's been so much heartbreak, heartbreak for these for these uh, Denver fans already, <laughs> dude. You got to think bigger picture than Dan Quinn. All right, fair enough. I just went X's and O's, man. I I took the name value out and I went purely analytical. I like Dan Quinn there. I stand by it. I respect it, man. I respect it. Look, let's, uh, you know, let we could talk probably Denver 
an entire episode and trying what needs to be fixed for them because my goodness are they bad let's that would probably be a mini it'd be a mini series wouldn't it 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 could be yes yes a (laughs) multi-part series absolutely um so we're gonna move on to from one bad franchise to another here uh i have the houston texans head coaching position up next man and uh man what do you do for Houston? What do you do to get that fan base back and engaged in Houston Texan football? All right, man. For those of our you know resident listeners, they know we talk a lot of Texan football here. The Texans probably get mentioned more on our podcast than all of mainstream media combined, right? I would assume, man, after the first episode we did and we spent 10 minutes talking about them, that that probably broke the entire year. Uh, other than some highlights on ESPN. So, yes, I do agree with you on that one. Yes, yes, you're right. I think we're the only team that do that. That That being said, I think it's plain and simple. I believe that after this weekend, after calling a great win for the New York football Giants, offensive coordinator Mike Kafka Kafka, will be streamlined for the Texans' job. This is his job. He's taken it. He's got a lot of pieces. I think he can get it done. Who do you have? Look, man, you're bringing up Mike Kafka, man. I'm feeling like I'm back in Madden 05 picking my free agent quarterbacks here. Um, Look, I I like it. I do. I think it's a good fit. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the route they go. And also, for anyone saying, "Ah, I don't know if it's flashy enough or I don't know, be aware that last year uh, they actually offered, prior to Levy Smith, they offered Josh McCown the head coaching position down there. So we want to talk about Jeff Saturday being unqualified. They were ready to give Josh McCown a head coaching gig, and I don't know if he's even coached a high school game. So uh, with that said, I'll go ahead and give you my pick, my man. Uh, I actually picked a coach that you've already picked. I thought D'Amico Ryans was a perfect, perfect fit for the Houston Texans. Uh, actually, just today, J.J. Watt endorsed him on Twitter uh, publicly. And on top of that, he's the yeah, first off, I want to say former 49ers defensive coordinator. He's led them to be an absolute monster. You, you guys know how highly I think of that 49ers defense. Um, he played with the Texans for five years. His roots run strong in that organization. And honestly, it's a great pick. Like, think about that fan base being able to rally around a former player coming back to try to lead them to a championship. I just think it makes too much sense, um, especially with a team who needs a lot of help on the defensive side of the ball. D'Amico Ryan's checks all boxes for me. I think it's a perfect fit. What? A, what do you have anything on that one, man? That's a great fit. I can definitely see that. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, he could definitely fix the defense there. I'm more than okay with that hire. Yeah, and I think honestly, at the end of the day, the Texans are worried about one thing right now, and it's actually not winning. It's selling tickets because that franchise has not a lot going for it. I'll go ahead and give you five seconds to name the starting quarterback that started week 17 for them. Week 18. Man, was it uh, Davis? No, it wasn't. But let's just say I can't even name them either. That just shows you how irrelevant they are, man. It very well could have been Davis Mills, man. I don't know. But yes, honest to goodness, man, like they need to sell tickets. They don't have JJ anymore. Uh, who's their biggest star? Who, if, Honestly, between you and I, can you name their biggest star? 
Yeah, I'd probably go rookie running back here. Yep. That's exactly that's exactly where I was going to go with it as well. Um, you know, am I? I guess maybe Cooks would be the other one, but goodness, man, I I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't name anything anything else. Agreed. Agreed. Well, there's only one final head coaching position that's still available or possibly a little bit in the gray area. The Indianapolis Colts head coaching position. We've touched on this quite a bit the last couple of nights. Who you got? Tell me. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for letting me go first on this one because I believe my passionate, passionate rant against Chef Saturday has probably wowed the uh, the airwaves over our, our TikTok as we've uploaded that clip recently. Um, look, anyone but Jeff Saturday, uh, dude's an absolute joke. No, I actually have a pick for you. I actually looked at the entire list of candidates that I'd seen interviewed, and there was a guy that I hadn't seen yet, and I was like, man, this doesn't make any sense why this man's not being requested. And so I pulled this one out of my hat. Rich Basaccia, current Packers special teams coordinator. He's the former Raiders interim coach. He led them to a playoff berth after the Gruden firing, dealt with the absolute most controversial season. You had a player that killed someone, ended up in jail. You had a coach get fired for emails that were leaked. I mean, the fact that this man was able to then take that team and lead them to a 7-5 and five record, which is his entire record as a head coach, a winning coach, uh, you know, it, it just makes too much sense. The players loved him as well and rallied behind him, openly speaking about how they hoped he could keep the job. They ended up deciding, no, we're going to go with McDaniels, and they regressed to six wins without him. I mean, I think it speaks volumes. Uh, you know, that's that's my absolute pick. I think that's a guy that comes into Indy. He has respect from day one. Those players are going to play for him. I mean, who do you have, man? Do you have any thoughts on that? Wow. You sold me on that, man. I, I kind of got a little hyped up about that. Definitely, definitely like that. Uh, yeah, you're right. He, he had a good run with the Raiders last year. Wow. You got to admit, man, it's a little bit crazy that there's been like no talk about him whatsoever since, right? Like, you know, he wasn't the one who had emails leaked. You know, that was Gruden. And I feel like Gruden's been more talked about than he has. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me personally. Um, I'd like to see him get back into, I know he's a special teams coordinator and there's no knock on that whatsoever, but he's clearly overqualified for that position. Let the man be a head coach. He's earned it. What says you? Well, yeah, this is what uh, Coach John Harbaugh ran into. He was a, a special teams co- uh, coach for a very, very long time as well. So I, I think this is, this is you know, somewhat normal if you are transitioning from the special team side. I, honestly, man, I think let's send him to Houston. All right. We get a no-name coach and a no-name franchise. Perfect match. All right. Just both stay under the radar. How's that work? Just head down, get the work. Yeah, I agree, man. I think it's just too much of a fit. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so obviously the Texans will probably not do that. They'll probably still go with Josh McCown and then fire him after one year anyway, right? So, um, yes. <laughs> well, what I've got, I've got a great job here, all right? I've actually got a two part answer. My answer is you either go keep Coach Saturday and bring on Peyton Manning, the old quarterback, as the offensive coordinator. Or you hire Peyton Manning and keep Coach Saturday on as his assistant. 
come on, dream team. You know, we talked about the man Saturday demanding on every snap. So why not coach together, right? All right, everyone. Well, that was the Daily Football Report. Uh, no, look, man, I can't agree with that, man. I am the, I might be the world's biggest Peyton Manning hater. And I feel like you're kind of just trying to poke at me a little bit more. You know my current situation with Indy. You know how disappointed I am as an organization. Look, there's there, there's no way that you can you could do that. But you know what? It's funny. I say there's no way because if anyone would do it, it would be Jim Irsay. So, you know, I, I can't hate on the idea. I think it'd be interesting. Um, yeah, man. Honestly, uh, I can't hate on it too much. Look, man, this has Dream Team written all over it. Jim Irsay, Peyton Manning, Coach Saturday. They might even bring back Pat McAfee on as a coach somehow, man. He could be the advisor, the special teams advisor, right? Let's get the band back together. Hey, this is a better uh, dream team than OJ's lawyers. I'll tell you that much. Like that, that would be pretty insane. You could have special teams, defense, and offensive line. You could have the quarterback position taken care of. Maybe you're on to something here, man. Maybe, maybe with an indie, we don't even get a head coach. We just get a bunch of assistant coaches, and they're all just Ursay's boys. You know what I mean? Of course. I mean, without going on a tangent, you remember the band around 2011, 2012 fun? Absolutely. Well, man, they had one amazing album and then they disappeared. All right. So if that band got back together tomorrow, we would be happy. We'd be ecstatic. Why not get this band, this trio back together? Look, that's okay. That's like saying, hey, you know, you enjoyed that band. What if they got back together? What you're telling me here is, hey, man, do you remember that band? Well, how would you like them to go pick a whole new profession and reunite in that? I wouldn't be as hyped. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be as hyped. Hey, fun's back and they're here to do your taxes. I'm all right with that, man. I'm going to turn them down. You know, make some more music for me, maybe. But I'm good. Well, I don't know. I still like the combo. I think especially Peyton Manning play calling. He calls a lot of audibles at the snap. I think this can work, all right? Saturday and Peyton Manning, if they can get this team. But yeah, I think that was really my take. I felt like Saturday only had eight eight games to play with. He really wasn't able to get his staff in. Hasn't had a full offseason. So yeah, let's keep him and let's see what we can do. Absolutely, man. And what's weird, I, I don't know if you had the same vibe, but it, it seems like a year where there's not a lot of head coaching positions open. I mean, we had to kind of reach and grab some interim coaches that technically still have the jobs, right? So kind of a weird year. There's usually a lot of firings, a lot of head coaching openings at this point. And, um, I, you know, the only thing I could truly think, man, is maybe this has something to do with teams wanting to wait it out and wait until – the Kafkas are available and the Ryans are available before they were to make those decisions because obviously, you you know, you really can't hire them until they're eliminated, right? So it just makes me wonder, I don't know if you had a take on that or if you're seeing it the same way as me. I'm not sure, man. I mean, I think typically we see at least seven to eight openings, right? So this is a lot less. And I would almost just say that it goes to show that these young coaches that have taken these younger jobs and newer jobs, I think they're just actually exceeding expectations. And that's what we're seeing here. Right. Yeah. It looks like they're holding on to them for a little bit longer. Um, you know, there could have been a few more job openings. And I think this is probably a good question that, you know, we should have probably asked at the open, but Goggin, is there a team or two 
um, that you could have seen, maybe maybe even a surprise, like maybe one we're not discussing, but a team that could have dropped their coach that decided not to? Is there, is there any any teams that ring to mind when I bring up that bring that up? There is one. I would go Washington Commanders. And I say that in the sense that they were so close and it just seemed that Coach Ron Rivera juggled a little bit too much at the quarterback position. And I also would say that it's an impatient ownership group. The other part, it's hard to keep that coach when all three other teams made the playoffs, right? So it's tough. I would actually, that would be my position. What about you? You know what, man? Um, it's interesting that you said that because I had three teams, you know, written down and uh, they were one of them. Uh, I truly thought the same thing. I thought, honestly, you know, Rivera has his um, has his coaching, uh, his, his health problems. It's affected his coaching. And the guy is, you know an absolute pro, but with the butchering of this past end of season where the point where he didn't even know if his team had been eliminated from the playoffs kind of shows you, man, like maybe it's, you know, I don't know if it's, he's not in the game or if, if it's kind of one of those, the game is kind of passing him by, um, you know, and I love him. We've talked about this. He's one of my favorite coaches in the league and I'm so glad he's not coaching for your Panthers anymore. Cause man, they used to beat my Buccaneers so much, but I did. I did just want to add that um, the other two coaches that I did have on my list are coaching positions that I'm surprised did not come available. The Chargers. I think that that we're going to be on the same page on that. We both pretty much guaranteed after that blown lead. We thought he was. You know, we we thought that open was available for Sean Payton to come take it. Uh, and the fact that it's not is pretty surprising. The other one that I this that I was really kind of thinking I was going to shoot my shot on, and I still am pretty surprised they haven't pulled the trigger yet, is the Chicago Bears. Uh, look, I get it. He's a young guy. But there was really nothing appealing about the Bears this year. If you watched any of their games, it was tough. And so, uh, you know, Matt Eberflus, I'm not a big fan of him. I don't know how you feel about it. But I definitely could have seen him get in the boot this season. Maybe they find something else uh, to hopefully fix Fields before it's too late. Well, that was a that was a great take. I would agree, man. I don't know why Coach Staley's still there. I think they're just uh, possibly waiting. You know, just seeing what's out there and seeing if uh, Coach Sean Payton would actually entertain that. However, I think uh, I think that was a great take, man. I. Yeah, I got to give you a lot of credit on that one, man. Well said. I liked your last take as well a lot. Absolutely, man. And look, I think, um, you know, I think that that was kind of the only thing heading into this coaching carousel episode that uh, I I was kind of on my mind was, man, the lack of jobs available and the amount of candidates that are currently looking like great fits. I mean, it's tough because we have the Kafkas of the world. We have the D'Amico Ryans of the world. We have the Basachias. We have the Wilkes. We have the, you know, Frank Reich's trying to get back in. You have Harbaugh flirting with it. And then you have all these offensive coordinator and defensive coordinators that have, like, Eagles offensive coordinator absolutely should be a head coach. Look at what he's done with Jalen Hurts this year. Um, But there's just not enough job openings. So I think there's a lot of teams that are weighing the decision, waiting to see who goes where. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a team or two that cuts a coach loose here uh, as we get through these playoffs. Well, the other part also, I, I mean, you know, you and I both follow a lot of Bears media for some reason. It seems like they're everywhere. 
uh, everyone knows a Bears fan. And, you know, one of our favorite Bears players, smoking Jay Cutler, right? Just give him a quick shout out. Hey, honestly, man, you know, we're talking about coaches and qualifications. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jim Ursay, man, if he once had a coffee with Jay, if he offers him the head coaching job down there in Indy. <laughs> they, they just both run into each other and, hey, come on in, Jay. Look, if Jake Cutler announced he was coming back, you're telling me that the betting odd favorite to uh, have him start next year wouldn't be Indy? Let's let's not kid ourselves. He looks – you can see him wearing that horseshoe on his helmet. Don't lie. It does. It reminds me when he came out of the booth, I believe, to go play for the Dolphins, right? We don't like to talk about that time being Jay Cutler fans, man. Let's uh, <laughs> I think we should, I think we should let that one be. Yes. Well, the, the point I wanted to get back to on the Bears, the Bears are actually over here somehow debating keeping Justin Fields or shipping him or going, you know, quarterback Bryce Young at the at the pick. Right. What do you do? Like, where, are they even sane to think about trading fields? I would say you got to keep the guy right. He had a great year. I think they're kind of tipping their their hand to the NFL, the league uh, right now, because if you went out and got a new coach, you could understand him going, look, it's a new regime. We're drafting another quarterback. We're going to go and get insert quarterback here. Right. Whether it's young, whether it's whoever, um, you know, Stroud, you, you can make that argument if you're getting a new coach. Everflus is tied to. Uh, fields at this point so you cannot make that argument they are one in the same uh if the fields experiment doesn't work everflus will be out of town and vice versa so i think we're kind of guaranteed that they will be taking a complementary piece to help fields develop versus moving on from fields this offseason right okay that's a good take that's a good take man you got any other final takes here man this is a short episode isn't it no nah, man i think you know why i think it's just because there's so little coaching positions open man and uh you know that's really what it comes down to i think uh i don't think we have much more to cover like we said it was a very slow day in nfl news and we are a daily pod that is part of our uh commitment to you guys as the fans we will be coming at you every single day with the nfl news hot topics rumors all this fun stuff um we've been working on uh developing our site our our socials we're trying to get as as involved in the community as we can. So, uh, no, man, I don't have any more things to talk about tonight other than just please go check out our TikTok. Give us a like. Give us a follow. What about you? Yes, I would say that as well, right? We're on Spotify, Daily Football Report. Please give us a review, five stars preferably. But, yeah, just check out all of our catalog. We've got all of our episodes on there. And we're actually going to get our YouTube up and running this weekend as well. All right. So this is a packed weekend for us, man. We've got a lot of games, four games on the slate and a few episodes as well to pump out and put out for the content. Looking forward to it, man. Yep. Hey, man, I love it. I, I just think we should probably also let the, uh, the listener know um, tomorrow we are going to be coming at you a little bit later than normal. Um, I know today we've been kind of we've been getting earlier and earlier the past few nights and we've been kind of trying to see what the market trend is and everything. But uh, we are going to be going a little bit later tomorrow. Um, we'll have a recap of both the games. We'll make sure both have been watched. We're excited to discuss them. We're excited to sit down on the couch, crack open some kombucha and have a good old time watching some quarterback play man that was a fantastic take we are the only pod right we're bringing kombucha to the nfl here uh one day at a time right so hopefully you know all these kombucha companies man 
let's get them in a line and let's see uh, which one wants to sponsor our podcast first. We will know we've made it when a kombucha company reaches out to me and Goggin and offers us a sponsorship on this show. I'm just telling you guys, that's what we talked about behind the scenes, getting that kombucha deal. <laughs> you know, and uh, it looks like we should probably just get on and kombucha out of here, right? Absolutely, man. It's been a, it's been a great episode as always, man. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's get real hyped up for these playoff games tomorrow. Anybody have any hot takes that they want us to share on the show, reach out to us, either DM us, uh, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, uh, hit us up on Spotify. We have comment section open, uh, hit us up on TikTok. We will read your comment on air tomorrow on the reaction show. We'll get your hot takes. Uh, yeah. Well, for actually, that just reminds me, actually, there was one comment I got earlier today, and I wanted to actually address this since this should have been on our episode yesterday. We got it late. We got it late, late last night, right? Uh, this is a little teaser episode, so anyone that wants to cut the broadcast, you can. But I just wanted to address this. The question was from Mike in Carolina, all right? Should Denver launch Russell Wilson and Sierra into the sun? If they get Sean Payton and still suck next year, and do they have the right to do that? <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, wow, man, I'm gonna let you take this one. Well, yeah, absolutely. You got to get rid of that contract. You got to get rid of Russ if he isn't even winning with Coach Sean Payton, right? What do you think? Look, I, it, I think it's gonna matter. It's gonna sorry. It's gonna depend for me on who you hire. Like, am I getting? If it's a Sean Payton or a Harbaugh or a, even a Frank Reich, like if it's a guy that's proven and won before with mediocre to good NFL quarterbacks and Russell comes out and he has more bathrooms in his home than touchdowns in week 10, that's going to be a real problem. And I'm totally on board. But if you're going to come out here and you're going to have him, you know, kind of running more, his passing yards aren't up, and we're basing it off that, I disagree because I think that that's just going to be an offensive uh, schematic change that that team's choosing to make. So it's a tough question. I love the question. But, uh, no, it's too early to say that. You're invested for too long. You're eating so much dead cap money, it wouldn't even be funny. And it's not like you have a good replacement out there. You have no draft picks. So, yeah, man, great question. I'm glad you brought that up. But, um, you know, I guess my answer would be, and replace them with what? Yeah, it was interesting because I think really what should have triggered that was the the number of times we said Mike Kafka on the podcast, right? So Mike, Mike, Mike from Carolina, Mike from Carolina. It finally came out. Ah, that's wonderful, man. That is fantastic. All right. And with that note, we will sign out. Thank you for listening. Thank you, all of our fans. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Signing out.